October 10th. And now as we turn our attention to the New Testament, our reading today will be from the book of 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, beginning at verse 9. And we'll go through chapter 3, verse 13. We'll read about faithfulness. Paul's suffering in Philippi might have made him hesitate to minister in Thessalonica, but he was a steward who wanted to be faithful to the Lord. His message and motive were pure, and God blessed his ministry. It's better to be approved by God and suffer than to be applauded by men and prosper. When you feel like quitting, keep going. We'll read about blamelessness. How important is it to be good and to be a good example before young believers? Well, children do what we do, not what we say. Does your example as a Christian make it easier for others to grow? When Jesus comes, will you rejoice in His presence because of people you have influenced for Christ? And with that, let's begin our reading today in the New Testament. October 10th. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 9, through chapter 3, verse 13. Don't you remember, dear brothers and sisters, how hard we, Paul and his co-workers, worked among you? Night and day we toiled to earn a living, so that our expenses would not be a burden to anyone there as we preached God's good news among you. You yourselves are our witnesses, and so is God, that we were pure and honest and faultless toward all of you believers." And you know that we treated each of you as a father treats his own children. We pleaded with you, encouraged you, and urged you to live your lives in a way that God would consider worthy. For He called you into His kingdom to share His glory. And we will never stop thanking God that when we preached His message to you, you didn't think of the words we spoke as being just our own. You accepted what we said as the very word of God, which of course it was. And this word continues to work in you who believe. And then, dear brothers and sisters, you suffered persecution from your own countrymen. In this way, you imitated the believers in God's churches in Judea, who, because of their belief in Christ Jesus, suffered from their own people, the Jews. For some of the Jews had killed their own prophets, and some even killed the Lord Jesus. Now they have persecuted us and driven us out. They displeased God and oppose everyone by trying to keep us from preaching the good news to the Gentiles, for fear some might be saved. By doing this, they continue to pile up their sins. But the anger of God has caught up with them at last. Dear brothers and sisters, after we were separated from you for a little while, though our hearts never left you, we tried very hard to come back because of our intense longing to see you again. We wanted very much to come. And I, Paul, tried again and again, but Satan prevented it. After all, what gives us hope and joy, and what is our proud reward and crown? It is you. Yes, you will bring us much joy as we stand together before our Lord Jesus when He comes back again, for you are our pride and joy. Finally, when we could stand it no longer, we decided that I should stay alone in Athens, and we sent Timothy to visit you. He is our co-worker for God and our brother in proclaiming the good news of Christ. We sent him to strengthen you, to encourage you in your faith, and to keep you from becoming disturbed by the troubles you were going through. But, of course, you know that such troubles are going to happen to us Christians. 
even while we were with you. We warned you that troubles would soon come, and they did, as you well know. That is why, when I could bear it no longer, I sent Timothy to find out whether your faith was still strong. I was afraid that the tempter had gotten the best of you, and that all our work had been useless. Now Timothy has just returned, bringing the good news that your faith and love are as strong as ever. He reports that you remember our visit with joy, and that you want to see us just as much as we want to see you. So we have been greatly comforted, dear brothers and sisters, in all of our own crushing troubles and suffering because you have remained strong in your faith. It gives us new life knowing you remain strong in the Lord. How we thank God for you. Because of you, we have great joy in the presence of God. Night and day, we pray earnestly for you, asking God to let us see you again to fill up anything that may still be missing in your faith. May God Himself, our Father, and our Lord Jesus make it possible for us to come to you very soon. And may the Lord make your love grow and overflow to each other and to everyone else, just as our love overflows toward you. As a result, Christ will make your hearts strong, blameless, and holy when you stand before God our Father on that day when our Lord Jesus comes with all those who belong to Him. This week's Bible meditation is on James 4, 4. You adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world means enmity against God? Therefore, anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. If you are coming to Christ, you have to repent, which means turn from your sin. There has to be something in the heart that says, I'm not playing this kind of a game. I'm coming to God, and I'm going to turn from sin. I'm going to trust God for the power to turn from sin. What I see in this book, I'm going to obey it. By the strength of Christ within me, I'm going to walk with God. I'm going to walk in newness of life. I'm going to be a living testimony in the midst of a darkened generation that Jesus Christ is alive. He is sitting at the right hand of all power. He does give a song, and He does give a step. He does give assurance to those who belong to Him. Praise be to God. I will come to God with my struggles. I will come to God with every battle that comes into my life. I will cry out like David did in Psalm 18. If the assemblies of the ungodly make me afraid, even if hell seems to be on every side, I will call out to God, and He will come and strengthen me. Praise be to God. To live as a Christian is to live a supernatural life, not a natural life. It's to live in a completely other realm. It's to have a totally different value system. It's to be delivered from the corruptions of this world and brought into the value system of an incredible kingdom that has never an end to it. It's we leave the beggarly things of a perishing planet and we embrace the heart of God, which is for fallen men, fallen women, fallen children, that they might know that there is a Savior who loves them. Psalm 80, verses 1 through 19, of the choir director, the Psalm of Asaph, to be sung to the tune, Lilies of the Covenant. Please listen, O shepherd of Israel, you who lead Israel like a flock. O God, enthroned above the cherubim, display your radiant glory to Ephraim, Benjamin, and Manasseh. Show us your mighty power. Come to rescue us. Turn us again to yourself, O God. Make your face shine down upon us. 
Only then will we be saved. O Lord God Almighty, how long will you be angry and reject our prayers? You have fed us with sorrow and made us drink tears by the bucketful. You have made us the scorn of neighboring nations. Our enemies treat us as a joke. Turn us again to yourself, O God Almighty. Make your face shine down upon us. Only then will we be saved. You brought us from Egypt as though we were a tender vine. You drove away the pagan nations and transplanted us into your land. You cleared the ground for us, and we took root and filled the land. The mountains were covered with our shade. The mighty cedars were covered with our branches. We spread our branches west to the Mediterranean Sea, our limbs east to the Euphrates River. But now, why have you broken down our walls, so that all who pass may steal our fruit? The boar from the forest devours us, and the wild animals feed on us. Come back, we beg you, O God Almighty. Look down from heaven and see our plight. Watch over and care for this vine that you yourself have planted, this son you have raised for yourself. For we are chopped up and burned by our enemies. May they perish at the sight of your frown. Strengthen the man you love, the son of your choice. Then we will never forsake you again. Revive us, so we can call on your name once more. Turn us again to yourself, O Lord God Almighty. Make your face shine down upon us. Only then will we be saved. Proverbs 25, verses 1 through 5. These are more Proverbs of Solomon, collected by the advisors of King Hezekiah of Judah. It is God's privilege to conceal things, and the king's privilege to discover them. No one can discover the height of heaven, the depth of the earth, or all that goes on in the king's mind. Remove the dross from silver, and the sterling will be ready for the silversmith. Remove the wicked from the king's court, and his reign will be made secure by justice. <laughs>